This week, we find innovation in gummy vitamins, industrial monitoring, same-day delivery, and synthetic cities. And we talk about a way to help companies and job seekers get to the next level. Hi, I'm Karen Unland. And I'm Gail Pally. And this is Bloom, the podcast about innovation in Edmonton. Hello, Gail. Thank you for joining me as co-host of Bloom this week. Definitely a pleasure. What an amazing way to start the new year. Thank you for yeah. the invitation. Well, it's it's uh, my pleasure. You are a person who has so many different insights from so many different uh, directions here. So I'll start with the fact that you've been president of Technology Alberta since 2016. What does that organization do? We are uh, an, an movement. We are uh, grassroots entrepreneurs and innovation champions that um, have been there, done that, see opportunities for, for growth, see potential, see ways that we can bring entrepreneurs together with industry, government, academia to make great things happen here in Alberta through collaboration and insight. Yeah, and I feel like you've got your fingers in so many different things that are that are happening in that space. I also see, because I creeped your LinkedIn, <laughs> that you're a director of the Canada Foundation for Innovation. So tell me a little bit more about that role. It's pretty exciting to be on that board. It's a national board, so representation from across Canada. Uh, and the CFI is an organization that invests about half a billion dollars into infrastructure that uh, allows uh, collaboration for innovation. And in fact, I, I was quite excited about the fact that they see that, uh, that innovation builds communities. So their investment in innovation infrastructure, like large pieces of equipment, uh, of which it's like 40% uh, their investment and 60% other funders, some of these major investments can be made that with this, with the shared use of this major piece of equipment um, with, within a facility that allows that sharing can really attract companies in that space to use that equipment that's more expensive than any one entity can purchase. Mm. And great, interesting, yes, innovation tech sector, uh, innovation that happens and grow that community and the knowledge community in that city. So it's exciting. Interesting. And then coming back to the municipal level, you're also on Edmonton Unlimited's Innovation Growth Council. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about that local lens when it comes to innovation in Edmonton. What do you think is going well? It's interesting to be on the Growth Council and to see the insights on uh, an organization like Edmonton Unlimited that used to be called Innovate Edmonton that was a part of that Innovate Edmonton tech Edmonton type entity. So why for the name change? How are they moving forward? What are their intentions? And I can certainly see on being on the growth council, what the intentions are. And then execution and communications uh, and adoption uh, can certainly determine the best. Uh, Mm -hmm. The rest and the best. Uh, (laughs) With that, uh, it's very, very exciting on how there's a lot of positive plans, a lot of ways to incorporate input. Um, At at the same time, uh, there's a whole community that's watching, that's, you know, not sure what things mean, you know, 
And then change is always comes with skepticism, right? right? So um, in everything, if we want uh, improvement in the future, we need to be part of it. We've got to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Mm -hmm, So that's mm -hmm. why I'm in many of these things. And then I stay in them when when I see that their intentions are solid, are positive, uh, and they are looking for ways to get community involved. So um, everything's a work in process, and I do see a very, very positive things moving forward. Just zooming out a little bit from the organizations and just for people who are innovating in Edmonton, what do they need to help them the most? You know, it, it begins where I started um, with taking on this role within Technology Alberta is, um, you know, my past as an engineer working for large companies and and small and, and recognizing that as large companies want to innovate, they try new things, including things from technology companies of all sizes. And then you got to de-risk and, and make visible that these innovations exist. Um, both to the customers as well as to the job seekers. Mm-hmm. So when the companies are smaller, it's hard for for the customers to, to find them, um, but it's also hard for the job seekers to find them. So what's needed is visibility of these companies. And uh, serendipitously, Karen, I mean, that's what Taproot does as well, right? Ah. It raises the, ver- the, the visibility of what's happening in the community and of these cool companies that have are very innovative, but um, not everyone knows about them yet. So let's spread the word so that p- they, can, they can attract talent and grow here in Alberta, because that's one of the limitations of companies. If they can't find people to hire, then they move to markets where there's lots of people that that would fit their hiring profile. So, and, and I know I'm, I'm jumping ahead here, but that is why Technology Alberta took on a jobs program is because right. we want these companies to grow here in Alberta. And there's, you know, our, our post-secondary institutions are fantastic. I think we all are very aware of that. So, so we attract great talent locally and globally to come to Edmonton and Calgary. And, and, and in fact, I was just talking to, to other regions across the province where they have international programs too. So people from around the world are coming to Alberta. If we help them, um, get their first jobs here in companies of any size, but why not with growing tech companies in the province? Mm. They need the, the tech companies need the talent, and then the international and local individuals want to work in the tech sector once they know who these companies are. And so that's what we do through our jobs program, where we work with t- all Alberta tech companies, SMEs, small to medium sized enterprises, and have hundreds of these tech companies in our jobs portal that are hiring in any professional capacity. Whether it's business, whether it's it's um, arts, whether it's technology, whether it's research, and we link the talent from all Alberta post secondaries, and, and they don't even have to be linked with the post secondary. They're all Alberta residents. This is government of Alberta funding, and then the companies are plugged in there. So they, because often the small companies they don't necessarily have a large HR department, or at least don't have a lot of time to go to multiple job fairs. If they're connected to talent then they can grow here in Alberta. And, and if there's, it just takes 
that just adds another reason to stay here because they're part of the right. community where we can provide this visibility, talent, and then the next, of course, is customers and capital. Yeah. Well, we'll get into the nitty gritty of that hiring program later on in the show, but I do appreciate your appreciation of Taproot's paying attention. That's what, like, we're not here to promote folks, but we are here to to pay attention so that people know what's going on. And so that's, I hope that that is my, our theory is that that's an important part of nurturing the ecosystem. Another way to pay attention is with awards. And one of the things that Technology Alberta did in, in 2022 was to take over the Aztec Awards. We will link to the story that we did in November about that. But just briefly for our listeners, why was it important for you to keep that program going? Well, it's such a, a pillar, a foundation of, of knowledge and strength and recognition and, and collaboration. Uh, you can see I have a lot of love for it, which is entertaining in some ways because because I didn't create it. Uh, the <laughs> Aztec Awards has, has been around for over 30 years, and I had attended it a number of times. And the very first time I attended was probably oh, 15 years ago, and I was awestruck. So mm. I go into the event, and it was like the Academy Awards. <laughs> Black eye, red carpet. Uh, you know, the award winners were were um, amazing researchers, companies you know, with robotics. So, so all this innovation happening in Alberta, and, and not only the awareness again that these interesting things were happening, and it brought together all sorts of different areas of science and technology. So. So thus, it would be life sciences and clean tech, any emerging technology areas. So, so the variety was exciting. The mm. Alberta part was exciting. But the recognition in an Academy Awards kind of format that science and technology should be celebrated. Mm. Uh, just like the, a movie is celebrated, right? So the movie stars uh, of Alberta we're scientists and and, and uh, researchers, and how wonderful mm. is that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. In addition to the awards, that event last November had an innovation gallery and company showcase. Is that something that you're going to do again in 2023? Absolutely. And in fact, I realize I only half talked about the press. I talked about why I loved <laughs> the Aztec Awards, but. Um, due to COVID, uh, you know, the wonderful foundation that had been running that for over 30 years um, came ac across funding obstacles. And so um, that organization was folding. Uh, right. And I, they made the announcement, grand finale was in 2021 via Zoom. And I waited for someone else to step up to take uh, <laughs> the awards because uh, as a volunteer organization with not a lot of funds ourselves, uh, that seemed to be a lot to take on in addition to all the things that we're currently doing. But I could not, we could not as a board, Cross Alberta board, let that um, stop, right? 30 years of history of amazing researchers um, that that would become obsolete in some ways. Uh, and then, and thus the, also the opportunity to bring industry, government, academia, entrepreneurs together all in one room to celebrate and ensure that people understood that connection, that by mm -hmm. government putting policies and funding 
into post-secondaries and into entrepreneurs that what comes out of it are vibrant companies that, uh, as well as research, uh, that, that help make a difference in Alberta beyond. So right. how could that not continue? That was just uh, not, that could not happen. And it couldn't happen when there was something that we could do about it. So Technology Alberta had community. We reached, you know, over 5,000 innovation individuals across the province. We were already working with post-secondaries through the jobs programs. So, so, so we had the connections, we had the companies, we had, we had a lot of it. We just didn't have the funding. So we figured out with our volunteers and that we'll find a way. Uh, and we did. And, uh, and it was a sold out event, as you know, and yeah. there's a huge appetite and need for bringing community together across the province, as well as the understanding that government has an important role to play. Their investments mm. make a difference. That, that attracts entrepreneurs and it also repels entrepreneurs. If, there, <laughs> if, there are, if, if the policies aren't there, if the policies are prohibitive, right? But if we bring the communities together, so one understands you know, the other, right? They aren't silos anymore. They're interconnected. We bring them together in celebration of what's possible. And thus, to your point, yes, that innovation gallery uh, and company showcase is important because that's where you get to chance where people from all these areas that may not normally run into each other or see these companies can actually talk to the companies in person on what they're doing. And, uh, and you mentioned Gummy Nutrition at the start of this, and they were one of the cool companies there. And they did win. Uh, for a People's Choice Award for the most interesting company uh, uh, in the showcase. But their story is so interesting on so many levels. Uh, they came there not because they were an award winner, but because we put a call out to, to innovators across the province and they were connected with our jobs program. They uh. hired someone through there. And, and And with our jobs program, every week, virtually, we have the companies that the 50 companies that are part of that program speak to all the, all the students and, and job seekers in that program who are currently working with one of those companies. But as you know, your job, your, your future, you may have the perfect fit with one company or maybe not. But yeah. just to know that there's a community of 50 more, 49 more opportunities. When you know that there's an abundance of opportunity, the likelihood of you staying in Alberta to find that next job or future job, or to tell your friends and family there's th that this is a vibrant tech sector. That's what happens when you bring community and, and job seekers and students together. And so that's how we found out more about gummy nutrition is that they were telling all the students and the job seekers about what they were doing. Ah. And, and not only is gummy nutrition, you know, has this interesting way of a food scientist that has started this company, but Jolene is building a manufacturing facility here in Edmonton, which is already cool. And also her master's degree was all about industry clusters and how if you set up several companies that have, you know, similar interest, in fact, in some respects, it's like the CFI story that we were already talking about, an investment in infrastructure, investment in and something that brings community together amongst some common needs can really grow a sector. So that's the sort of mindset she has in mind when she's 
building uh, things through Gummy Nutrition, she has a number of collaboration, collaborative proposals out there that would build a a food sector um, mm-hmm. in the so. Well, and we will we'll link to the story that Tappert is publishing this week. We'll have published by the time people hear this. But one of the things that Jolene told our reporter, Caitlin Crawshaw, was that there is really a demand for manufacturing. So that's clearly going to be like a real B2B side of their business in addition to the products that they themselves are are distributing around vitamins and and nutraceuticals. It's also interesting in that she said the dryness of our climate makes gummy production really um, much more practical and cheaper than in places where you have to dehydrate just to keep them from melting or sticking to each other. And the, the basis of her product is a kind of pea protein. And we got a lot of peas here. And we've talked on the show before about the um, kind of value add manufacturing that we ought to be able to do with raw materials. So there's a lot of really, I'm really glad that you told me about this company because it's it's such an interesting story. It is so interesting, right? And manufacturing is really important to an economy, right? For many reasons, right? It's a great source of jobs and diverse sets, set of jobs. Um, as well as we know there's supply chain problems, you know, COVID showed us that, right? So if you have local yeah. manufacturing, that then not only you have local jobs, but local supply of many things, including in this case, confectionaries, that's pretty cool, as well as uh, as, as uh, medical life science uh, sources and COVID, we need, uh, we need pharmaceuticals too, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of really interesting stuff to dig into there. Is there anything else that people should look forward to from the Aztec Awards this year? Yes. So 2023. So uh, traditionally, we have the event at the end of October, early November. So we'll probably still do that. Um, I have an appetite to, uh, whether it's at the same time or throughout the year, but have the event in multiple locations. You know, if, if I had infinite resources uh, and uh, and such, I would have it. The event happen in Edmonton and Calgary, and one other region of the province mm. at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I will say that I know there's demand um, because uh, we were sold out. I could have sold three times as many tickets. Really. For every one ticket, they wanted a table. Wow. It was pretty exciting that way. So we had to turn around a lot of people because of the size of the venue. However, the size of the venue was a little bit, was perfect to have that community feel to it. So that's why I can see I can have three of those at the same time. And then the three-year plan for the Aztec Awards, when Technology Alberta took on the Aztec Awards, we recognized that we're going to have to learn a lot and so thus we put the learning on a three-year horizon, but that a goal over three years is that um, we could touch all eight regional innovation regions of the province mm. through the Aztec Awards or other things we're doing with Technology Alberta, where what is really key is that every area of the province realize the importance of innovation. And again, it's about visibility and if we yeah. only do things in the, you know, large cities, 
and we don't do anything in Grand Prairie, we don't do anything in Lloydminster and the other corners of the province, then how is that relevant to all of Alberta, right? Right. So we can do it, especially through hybrid, through live stream, but also by being at those locations and everyone, you know, adding their contribution and insights. So whether yeah. that's viewing parties, whether that's, you know, perhaps going from nominee to finalist to actual event, mm. uh, you know, uh, Clearly, our imagination is not limited, but uh, our resources uh, are, <laughs> and uh, and and we want to do a, a, a great job and uh, and recognize that there's a lot of thoughtful thoughtfulness that goes into this. But each region of the province has their strengths, and there's a lot of a lot of uh, common interest, but a, a lot of outstanding value that each corner brings and. I myself have gone up to Lakeland College. I've gone up to Medicine Hat. I've gone. I've gone up to Grand Prairie, the uh, Red Deer. All like the the, the post secondaries there are, are are very impressive. You know they yeah. are. You, you, you go to some other regions that don't have that provincial investment in post secondaries, and they may be perhaps those post secondaries aren't as well resourced. These institutions are beautiful. Students get a great education and they have a role to play both locally and um, across the province. And we'd like to build that in. That's what our long-term plan. All right. Well, maybe we've planted some seeds from some potential sponsors out there with you to uh, help you make those dreams come true. (laughs) Thank you. That would be fantastic. All right, we will take a break to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we will talk about uh, some other innovation-related stories and get Gail to fill us in a little bit more on some opportunities that you may want to take advantage of. Bloom is brought to you by Edmonton Unlimited. Here's part two of MacMail's conversation with Abby Stein-McLean, the head of Edmonton Unlimited's Capital City Pilots Project. Okay, so last time we got a great overview from you, Abby, about what Capital City Pilots is and who it's for and uh, and how, you know, uh, entrepreneurs and innovators might benefit. One of the things you told us about was that these challenges will come from the city. So tell us a bit about how do those challenges get identified? How does the city come up with the things that they need help solving? So right now we're in the thick of uh, what we're calling the challenge discovery phase of the project. So we're working with our team at the city to uncover the challenges and frame them in such a way that, that we can present them to the innovation community to be addressed. We're working with all facets of the city, uh, hoping to get participation from you know all different branches and departments to kind of enrich the experience for the entire innovation community. This is an important step in in setting us up for success going down the line because there's a lot of things to be considered when crafting a challenge statement, um, specifically any constraints related to that challenge uh, and also kind of pre-resourcing on the city side, making sure that the participating groups at the city uh, have adequate uh, space and bandwidth to support a pilot during the pilot phase. It's a pretty in-depth process and we're looking forward to seeing kind of what comes out of it because, yeah, we've had a few kind of early excite 
talented, engaged folks at the city say, like, we have a challenge statement that's already, but we're not entirely sure that they have um, done the deep work of thought to make sure that um, it's really going to be ready to go for when we post our first round of challenges. So we're really looking forward to seeing as we go through this process with um, multiple groups at the city, uh, what sort of challenge statements come out of there and how we can make sure that they are going to be super addressable by the innovation community. Yeah, well, that sounds great for the entrepreneurs or the innovators tackling these things to know that the city is not just putting the challenge out there, but is actually going to be involved and and working with them to try and address it. Uh, if I am an entrepreneur or an innovator and I want to tackle one of these challenges or or uh, find out more, how do they submit an application or get involved to participate in one of those challenges? Yeah, probably our number one question right now, which is great because it sounds like there are innovators who are eager to participate. Um, so our first round of challenges will be uh, launched in early 2023. Date uh, is still sort of to be determined on a few factors. Uh, but once the challenges are out there uh, and ready and open, we'll, you'll definitely see some uh, communication about that from us at Edmonton Unlimited and you know on your socials, etc. And there's going to be a, a challenge application process there online. Uh, we have a, a platform that's nearing completion development where you can um, submit your innovation, you know, with a few pieces of meta information to kind of help the assessment and adjudication process, uh, and that. That's basically it. Like it's once the challenges are posted, you're welcome to, as an innovator, answer the call. So stay tuned for those challenges to be yeah. available this very, is... very soon in 2023. Very exciting. So another company that was part of the innovation showcase at the Aztec Awards was NanoPrecise SciCore, which just closed a $13.4 million Series B round led by Export Development Canada. This is an AI startup that monitors manufacturing equipment. What impressed you about this company? Well, NanoPrecise is very exciting. And not only were they an exhibitor in the in the showcase, but they were an award winner. Right. And uh, actually, they're, they actually, um, one of their offices is in the Advanced Technology Center in the Edmonton Research Park. They are using data analytics to monitor equipment. So, yes, they monitor manufacturing equipment. They don't make manufacturing equipment, but they have a device that goes on top of manufacturing equipment, like heavy equipment that has vibration equipment right. that that's what it would pick up is the vibration, the irregular motion, if you will. And when they recognize that pattern is uh, happening, it often uh, is advanced warning of deterioration um, of some sort or non-optimal performance. So they recognize, and it was been lovely to watch them over the years because I've seen them grow over the last five or so years. And um, for them to recognize the value in optimal performance of equipment, yeah, they understood that value. But they also recognize uh, now that that what companies are even more interested in is that when your equipment's not working optimally, what it's doing is it's actually burning more energy and creating right. more greenhouse gases. And so Therefore, by using their monitoring technology, companies can reduce their greenhouse gas emissions mm. and that they can help do that globally, that that will clearly have environmental impact as well as economic impact for companies. So it's 
Yeah. As a coincidence, as an engineer, I happen to have been in that area. And I remember uh, MatriCon having working in that data analytics area, although we didn't have a physical device that they do, which I think is really key to this, to, to their success. Um, but that understanding, MatriCon was a company of 100 people when I started, 600 people before it was purchased by Honeywell. So we had that knowledge, that understanding that, yes, productivity and reduced emissions for a small company like NanoPrecise to have that understanding so early on is pretty impressive. Yeah. So I have to say that their awareness is ones that is, uh, uh, they're hitting above their, their people metrics, um, but they are really hitting it out of the park and it's exciting to see them grow. And I, they've hired people through the jobs program and they are hiring people beyond that um, with this new funding. It's exciting to see. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, we will link to, to that news as well. And that's the sort of thing that you can see in uh, Taproot's Tech Roundup as well the next week. Um, Taproot also published a story this week about Delio, which is a delivery service startup that it's interesting to me because it made its way through kind of an accelerator gauntlet. It started in Propel at uh, Edmonton Unlimited and then got into Alberta Accelerator by 500 and then uh, is now in the Alberta Innovator or Alberta Innovates Revenue Accelerator. And I just, while I have you here, wanted to ask you what you think about the effect of this kind of suite of accelerators that arrived 2021, 2022, and really was in full flight in, in last year. What effect has had, had on innovation in Edmonton? I think it's had a very positive effect. Even, it, I'll say, more and different than what I expected. Mm. So, uh, uh, and you gave a great example of the sequence or gauntlet of accelerators. Technology Alberta works a lot uh, directly and in community with Alberta Innovates. And as they talk about all the accelerators, they talk about it just like you have there, that that they are meant for different stages of the company or provide different understanding. So, yes, when we, Technology Alberta, had actually done a, a major uh, investigation for an entity of government on accelerators, what's of value? And uh, and so, you know, are accelerators of value what's part of the, you know, the product we were looking to find the answer to? But But the answer was, Come more complex than that. It was more mm. than a yes or no or as accelerators of value, but it's more than one, right? It seems like, you know, which accelerators should you do? And what came out, including our work with over a hundred experienced entrepreneurs from across the province is you don't just go to one accelerator. You go to multiple right. at different times and for different reasons. Mm. And so that's, I'll say an awareness that in Alberta, we, you know, prior to the last five years, we didn't have a lot of experience with accelerators. But as we do uh, gain that experience, and many entrepreneurs, by the way, from Edmonton and other areas have often flown to Chicago or Silicon Valley or other yeah. places for accelerators. So the accelerator idea wasn't foreign to our companies, no. but we helped them collectively save money where they now they don't. Certainly, you can travel for an accelerator, but you can also have that value here, which I would say 
is really helpful for parents uh, who mm-hmm. really can't be away or should or you know it's nice if they don't have to be away from their families that long, right? So there's uh, a diverse uh, entrepreneur uh, portfolio that this is actually parents uh, are benefiting more from these accelerators as well as this building of community. The accelerators not only provide knowledge and networks, but as you know, I see these engineering or tech-focused entrepreneurs who understand a lot of the technology, but again, what they really need is more of the business and networks. And they can go and find all these things separately from this accelerator or at other accelerators. But how wonderful to learn with a diverse group, international mm-hmm. and local, so that some yeah. of your friends are there. It's like taking a buddy to a movie, right? You want <laughs> other people to be there, but it's nice to share that with your buddy, right? Uh, so I think this brings the best of all worlds together. And there's definitely benefits that we're seeing, especially to the introverted entrepreneurs that, yes, so here people are coming to talk to them because that's part of the accelerator program. Their growth as a company, their understanding is going to be accelerated um, through these interactions, and they know it. That's what they're telling us, and it's pretty cool to see. Interesting. And that you, speaking of interesting, you have a really interesting event that's coming up uh, with a company that we've written about quite a bit, uh, Run With It Synthetics. It feels like every time I turn around and look at their LinkedIn, there's some other award or opportunity or accelerator or something that they're involved in. Maybe uh, remind our listeners about what Run With It Synthetics does and tell me why you wanted to showcase it at this event that's coming up. They're an uh, impressive, exciting community builder and mm. tech company. So you can see that's why we wanted to showcase them, because uh, we are all about building community, especially entrepreneur-led, in an entrepreneur-led manner. So Run With It came to Technology Alberta, and they were, we obviously were all active in the community. They also won Aztec Award, but also they have also taken on uh, um, first jobs, uh, students and, and job seekers who now have, are working with them full time. And they had said, uh, Myrna had said, Gail, you know, we'd like to do something in January because we are actually having everyone, all remote employees from our company all be here in Edmonton. And, and, you know, it's an opportunity for us to give back to the community and ah. so to get students excited about what's happening. And we all know that One With It has such fascinating technology where they have people, not only software developers, but anthropologists and sociologists, and, and they, they model digitally and visually cities and scenarios so that, uh, that can help with city planning. They actually have a synthetic Edmonton. Um, yeah. Myrna had been the keynote in Silicon Valley where, where they had modeled that area, that conference center, that should there be an earthquake, these are the doors you should go through because here's wow. where the fault is, right? How relevant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so they came to Technology Alberta and they said, Gail, oh, we'd brilliant. like to And she certainly knew that we had a lot of connections with students and community and then had a heart to do this. We have a lot on our plate and we were just talking about the Aztec Awards and then Myrna says she wanted to do this. And then 
I did see that this would be great for community in in January. Yes, it's, you know, it's a time where it's great to have some inspiration. And yes, so for sure. The, if someone volunteers, frankly, to be the host, you run with it. You know, we weren't sure how to market it. So it's it's saying featuring run with it, but really it's run with it being co-hosted by Technology Alberta. So Excellent. the leaders okay. here, it's lovely. Well, we will link to the uh, the sign up for that. That is uh, on January seventeenth at four p.m. in downtown Edmonton. So if you can uh, attend, uh, you'll. It sounds like it'll be a good time. Excellent, and it is hybrid, and we have over a hundred people registered already. Wow, so amazing! Yeah, that's very good. All right, so we teased it off the top. Uh, Technology Alberta is running the Next Level Careers program. If someone is an employer who's listening to this, what do they what do they need to know about this? Uh, that they are uh, not only eligible for this funding, they will get this funding. So yeah. uh, it is a, a small amount of money, but it also brings a talent pool to them. So we will reimburse them for giving, giving someone a chance, uh, in their company. And so, you know, it's $2,000 that we have through the government of Alberta, uh, to, to bring someone onto a tech company in any capa- professional capacity, whether it's helping them with their, helping a, a tech company with their website or helping them with their software or helping them tell their story, um, helping them grow their company. It's meant to to take away an obstacle where, you know, a company is often saying, oh, I'm thinking of this project or, you know, I'd like to hire someone, but I'd have to find the funds later and that sort of thing. This helps you not wait. It helps right. you do it now. It's a 15-minute application. Then you will be put on a, a, our portal. You can put your job description or your job title. And then there are over 500 job seekers across Alberta that are looking at this. And for the next level program, um, the job seekers are are of any age. Um, for the first jobs program, those are post-secondary students um, and okay. new graduates. So these people can have more experience than you expect. All they have to be is uh, is uh, Alberta jobs, uh, Alberta resident. Both programs are Alberta residents. Right. So you might also get folks that are, I want to do something different or I've gone back to school, but they're, they're like grownups, right? Absolutely. It's nice to have young people and to give them an opportunity and you get a lot of energy in, but sometimes it's also nice to have someone who's been around the block. That's very true. And in fact, we do get tech companies to say, okay, well, you know, here I am at the CEO level. I need to focus on growing the company. I have tech people that perhaps aren't great managers. I have new people coming in. I actually would need someone. In fact, there's a lot of companies that want operations knowledge, mm. uh, which can doesn't have to be from the software side. Certainly can. And not all tech companies are software. Gummy Nutrition is a good example. But yeah. there is interest in people uh, that are at the 5 to 15-year level that they may be doing their day job and they want to try something different. This model is actually a little bit like the freelance model, where it's mm. only 10 hours a week. And often with your employer, it could even be on the weekend. It doesn't have to be any time in particular often. And so you can, yeah, 
You can uh, get an interesting experience and see if it's a good fit for you. And uh, these employers have yeah. a good record at either giving you a good reference uh, or possibly even another contract or a full-time position. Well, it sounds like one of those win-win-wins that Gail is excellent at creating and facilitating. Just as we close up here, what are you looking forward to in the innovation ecosystem in 2023? There's a lot of changes in government. Uh, yeah. And so it'll be nice in uh, July uh, when when a set of changes is over. Change is good or change can be good. Um, but but with it, uh, especially when you're talking about government, uh, is is that that uncertainty are such that um, you know departments that can do great things in supporting everything from entrepreneurs uh, and post secondaries and beyond. Sometimes they they have to be on pause a bit before mm. uh, while these elections are happening. So I do look forward. You know there are many positive things happening now, and uh, I know that things are going to be a little bit in pause in the. April, May period. So I look forward to July. Things should have settled out. And uh, and I see that um, there's a stronger rec- recognition than ever before in the last 20 years on the value of innovation in the tech sector. So I do feel that who's ever in power will be supporting the tech industry because it has come to be a valuable sector that its value is being recognized across the province. And that's a big deal. And it's exciting to see. Well, that is a brilliantly uh, optimistic tone to to end on. Thank you so much for, for coming and sharing your insights with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. That's it for this week. If you haven't already done so, hit subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes of Bloom. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Bloom is produced by Taproot Edmonton with editing by Castria. Our music is by Dave Von Beaker. And our cover art is by Vicki Wersinski. Bye. Bye.